0: We will have Father Michael Kapperman in the studio. He is the uh, new vocations director and the chaplain at Bishop O'Gorman Jr. High. And he's going to come in and talk to us about Catholic schools and why they matter here, um, how the kids are doing, uh, and about some art in the schools at Aberdeen while he was up there, and why they did that. First, we have no biblical bites with Doctor B. <laughs> <laughs> Instead. Doctor is still on vacation, so we have to just bring in all kinds of great people. Today we have with us Jan Fetrel, who is the director of marketing and events. Is that right for the um, uh, Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota? Welcome, Jan.
1: Well, well, welcome. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you.
0: I wanted to bring Jan in to tell us about an event that's coming up very soon. In fact, this coming weekend, from when this will actually be on radio. August fifth, we have Taste the Goodness. So, Jan, will you tell
1: us what this is. Yeah, Taste the Goodness. It's in its ninth year. Can't believe we've already done yeah. nine. Um, but it is a, a, a great um, fellowship event held outdoors downtown Sioux Falls, and um, the it's called Taste the Goodness, and uh, and we arrived at that name because there is so much goodness in 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 all around us in 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 what we consume and um, so it's an opportunity to come and celebrate that and um, we have we offer for one low tech craft beer we're expecting at least if not more um, um, 80 different craft oh beers gosh. that uh, wow. people can taste and uh, it's a great opportunity before you go out and buy A six-pack, a really fun way to get to taste and sample different types of Some of that is wine, too,
0: right? Yes, and then there's wine. For those of you who don't
1: like beer like me, there is something there for you. Correct. Absolutely, wine. And then we have some bourbons as well, because bourbons have become very popular um, um, among individuals. And we have a huge silent auction. And games, activities, we have a a dunk tank, and um, we're still trying to get Dr. Chris in the dunk tank. Oh, I have to
0: come. (laughs) I have to come now. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) And we'll have music, and it's just a really fun outdoor event, under
0: tents, rain or shine, Mm -hmm. just a fabulous, fabulous evening. Yeah. I went, uh, I believe it was two years ago, um, and had a really great time. It was a lot more, I didn't know what to expect, because I've heard you talk about it but I'd never been, and I really had a good
1: time. Yes.
0: So um, you want to talk about tickets real quick, and then we'll talk about who this benefits. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Tickets are on sale. Um, you can get them in advance, and uh, you can go to the Catholic Community Foundation's website, which is ccfesd.org, and uh, click on the events link, and you'll get your tickets there. Or um, you can get them at the gate. We do encourage just for to expedite the process that you get them in advance, but uh, um, they'll be available at the gate if you have something. You decide on a whim? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or something cancel last minute. It's yeah. like, yeah, I yeah. want to go now. So yeah, um, they'll be available. Okay, mm-hmm. good.
0: How much are tickets?
1: Tickets are $49 in advance and That's 55 at the gate. No, when you think about it, you get all the beverages. We have sodas and water and, and everything. We get all the beverages, um, all the food you can eat, and uh, yeah, for that, and, that yeah. low price, that's yeah. a that's a cheap cheap date. Cheap night. date,
0: it is. And and the important thing here is who it benefits. Yes, Tell it's us about it's,
1: that. it's all about the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House, and um, we are so blessed to be able to partner with them on this event. And uh, you know, for those that uh, aren't familiar with Dudley House, they're in the process of expanding to a family um, uh, unit. Um, and so their needs are great right now and um, so to be able to support and help them in those needs is, it's a true blessing for us
0: yeah yeah um, how much of this uh, I know we've had um, Madeline Shields here before. yes and of course it's very important for them to uh, get that help um, they have a lot of turnover in in it's not easy work it's not so um they depend on a lot of funding to help them just work through all of the challenges that absolutely, they have. absolutely. Do you know how many people they serve at all a year i know she has told us oh before.
1: you know i don't have that at my fingertips but it's it's an it's amazing, it's amazing
0: number yeah. Yeah. yeah all right um we have a, about 30 seconds left jan can you give us a good uh last spiel all right. How to get absolutely, tickets and stuff <laughs> and where to go.
1: Yes, yes. Um go on our website to get more information. Um and that's ccfesd.org. I'm Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota. And um or you can call
0: 605-988-3765. Yes. And the event is August 5th, Saturday night from 5 to 9 p.m. Yes. Thanks Be lot, there. Dan. Yeah. Thank you. In the studio with me today I have father Michael Kapperman welcome father Kapperman.
2: it's great to be here as always
0: yeah we haven't had you here for a while I looked back and it was like your ordination time I think
2: like three years ago
0: <laughs> or were you on were you on once for last collar standing
2: I, I've been on last collar standing a couple times I don't know if I did an interview before one maybe I, I didn't remember
0: I feel like you did but now oh no I know you were on with uh, Father Dickinson. Oh, that's right. That's about was. a
2: year and a half ago. Yes. When we were talking about the new pastor. Yes. That's right. Yes. And we did it remotely. Yeah. So we that's why you, ha- you
0: really haven't been in the studio for a while. Yeah. Which is okay. I mean, yeah. We missed you, but
2: yeah, it's great Aberdeen to be back. Aberdeen was a
0: good place for you to be for a while. <laughs> yep. I
2: always say Aberdeen. It's the type of place where you never want to move to because it's just in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. But then once you move there, you never it, want to leave. It's that's just, actually
0: a really that's a good slogan sort yep. of
2: <laughs> put it on a t shirt.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you did a lot of good things
2: yeah it was a great joy being up there
0: yeah um so father capperman is uh he's just come down to his new assignment down here in sioux falls so he will be the vocations director or is the vocations director propedeutic uh, formation director and the chaplain for bishop o'gorman Junior high school that's a lot of things
2: that's a lot of things (laughs) and uh, one of those things is a very big word that's confusing
0: yes yes we've talked about the propedeutic year a little bit we've had um We've actually had someone on Catholic View some time ago to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We've had it in the Bishop's Bulletin. But it's kind of confusing. It's, just, it's a year of preparation mm-hmm.
2: yep. to form so, you well as a human. Yeah, usually how I explain it is propedeutic It comes from a Greek word that literally just means before teaching. And so before yeah. a man goes off and receives academic formation, uh, the church really wants to invest in his human and spiritual qualities such that he becomes a man who's free uh, to say yes uh, to the Lord wherever the Lord's calling him. So, yeah. Uh, it just means the year before teaching. Yeah. Before the act. That's, that's a,
0: I'm, I don't think anyone has said that before. Well, so. I
2: like I like word, word origin so I usually go to Google and Very try nice. to parse things out, so
0: <laughs> Very nice. Um so we wanted you to come in today to talk about um Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, when this runs it's going to be the end of Ju- towards the end of July. We're not quite to school yet, but we're not that far away. Mm-hmm. When, when does it start?
2: uh i believe we start the week of the 14th i oh, think so monday the 14th is when uh, the teachers come back for in service so
0: really only a couple weeks yeah. away was <laughs> that possible summer goes way too fast i know i know <laughs> so we wanted to talk about catholic schools how they're a tool of, of evangelization um we might talk if we have time we can talk a little bit about uh vocations and so on and what your role will be there but so let's start first um how are the young people in our diocese doing? Um, what are their struggles? I've, I've asked mm-hmm. some people this question before, and um, some have been able to answer it, and some have not really been able mm-hmm. to. I'm hoping you can because you've been working with the youth for quite a while now.
2: Yeah. So I think, I mean, it's a perennial uh, struggle with every generation. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be known and loved, right. everybody desires to have a sor- source of community, everybody desires to fit in. So it's always been an age old tale of. People trying to fit in with their peers. Um, but our current culture, the way that it's set up, um, it's actually difficult because there's no off time that you always have to be on because it it used to be the case of like, well, if I wanted to make friends, when I'm at school, I need to put on my best appearance. But then when I go home, I'm separated. Like I might receive a phone call from them mm-hmm. um, and then I want to try to convince them to love me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but now because of Snapchat, um, kids are connected 24-7. And so if they don't uh, communicate via Snapchat, if they don't have a great Instagram, if they're not up to date on the social media, uh, if they're off those platforms, then they lose opportunities to build friendships. And because of that, there's always a pressure of being on. That all At school, they have to be on. And then as soon as the four uh, o'clock know, hour hits, then they have to be on social media. At least that's what they feel anyways. Right. And right. so part of our work is to help them, uh, which has always been the work of the church, is helping people know that they are known and loved by the Lord and they don't have to win the approval of others. Um, yeah. So I think right now it's uh, kids are just burned out because it's 24-7. They have to be on. They have to keep their snap uh, streak up. They have to look good on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, they always have to know the newest viral TikTok. Um, and if they don't, they fear that they won't be able to uh, fit in. But right. they, they fear they won't be loved.
0: Right. Um, no one has ever really said that uh, when I've asked them that. That's a really interesting uh, way to look at it. Because, okay, so I'm 50. Mm-hmm. I don't have Snapchat. I don't have Instagram. I have mm-hmm. Facebook and Twitter, which I very rarely do. Mm-hmm. But Facebook is not like this thing that I'm constantly on. And mm-hmm. I don't look to for approval or anything like that. Now, I know some people do. But um, I hadn't thought about the pressures mm-hmm. that social media is putting on our that's mm-hmm. a little scary
2: yeah in an analogous um so kids always make fun of me because they'll always ask me what do you want to give up for lent and i always say email which is like a great way <laughs> to say email. <laughs> right it's a great way to identify that you're uh getting old oh, is when no. the thing that you need to give up is email and the reason why is because uh part of it is i want to be a good communicator And so part of being a good communicator is when somebody, uh, emails you, you respond and there can create a temptation within me of, I have to respond right now. And so I never get off my email. And so that's why whenever Lent comes around, the first thing I try to do is get rid of email and then it always creeps back in after Lent's over. Um, well, and because it's like, people
0: are like, I can't get a hold of you. You never answer your emails. <laughs> yep. You know, which is
2: like, I'll just wait till eight o'clock the next morning rather than responding at, you know, eight o'clock at night. I'll yeah. just wait till the next business uh, day. But, and it's like, well, if that's true in my life with regards to email, it's also true with regards to uh, kids and Snapchat. Um, ah. It's just a different venue. Uh, but I suffer the same thing that yeah. they suffer. Yeah. Just like, okay, yep. th- with uh, modern technology, you always have to be on yeah. and to uh, help. Create create a space where uh, kids and myself understand. Like, actually, no, I don't have to be on at this moment. I can actually enjoy those around me, enter into the present moment, uh, rather than uh, feeling like I need to be connected all the time. Yeah,
0: and this is where parents can jump in. We're we're kind of getting off topic a little bit, but I think parents can come in and put some
2: limits around Mm -hmm.
0: that, which would be helpful. Yeah. So, um, so what does a Catholic schools chaplain do? I mean, I know you guys are over there. Uh, father, uh, Tony Klein is over in the high school. Mm -hmm. So, What do you guys do over there?
2: Yeah. So, uh, um, for the last three years, just a little context for our listeners. I've been up at Aberdeen Roncalli and I was the chaplain to the seventh through 12th graders. Uh, So middle school, high school, um, and now I'm currently the assigned at the uh, junior high for or Gorman, so the seventh and eighth graders. And so, what does a chaplain do? A chaplain ultimately oversees uh, the spiritual formation of those entrusted to his care, mm-hmm. um, and that includes both students and teachers. Oh, okay. um, so, th- as I'm ministering, um, I'm ministering to both students and teachers. Now, practically, what does that look like? Um, I love to be an antagonist. I love. <laughs> I can't Uh, imagine that at all. (laughs) So I love being a nuisance. And so part of my great joys is uh, just hopping into classrooms, partaking in whatever they're going uh, doing, and then just causing a ruckus and then leaving. Yeah. Um, And part of what I do as a chaplain, um, I put on retreats for the kids. Uh, I'll celebrate masses. I'll uh, perform the sacraments. So mostly what priestly duties. And then I find ways to enter into the kids' life where they're at. So I remember at Roncalli, reading some of the books in English with them and then commenting on it. Um, I remember when I first got there, I joined the novels class and oh, I read sure. all the novels they were and joined their book uh, discussion. Um, yeah, and it was it was a great way to be able to enter into the lives of the kids um, to experience what they experience. Another aspect of chaplain life is going to uh, sporting events. Mm-hmm. Um, that sports are where people are at and Jesus, or not Jesus, Pope Francis, uh, encourages uh, us to go to the peripheries, yep. to go where people are at. And where are people they're in the basketball court gym for a basketball game yep. and it's like well if that's where people are at i need to go there right. um, and meet them where they're at and i found that through doing that just through showing up at basketball games and eating popcorn um, i found just such great openness through the students and even through the parents
0: and say lots of interesting conversations
2: yep tons of interesting conversations lots of high fives mm-hmm. uh um lots of uh, there'd be little kids that'll run up to me and we would be doing later on that week like a pie in the face type mm-hmm. thing. You could pie a priest in the face. <laughs> and I remember a kid running up to me and just said, I'm going to pie you in the face. And then he runs <laughs> off and it's like, there all right. we Looking forward all, to it. all part of chaplain <laughs> ministry. So, so in short, the chaplain just oversees the spiritual formation of all those entrusted to his care um, at the institution he serves. Yeah,
0: okay. So so the big question really why do Catholic schools matter? I mean, mm-hmm. we talk about they're a tool of evangelization. Okay, that might seem obvious, but why do they matter and how, how are they a tool of evangelization for us?
2: Yeah, so it ultimately stems from the Great Commission of Jesus in which Jesus says, go um, and teach all nations what I have given to you. Um, that Jesus gives this Great Commission and the church in its essence is missionary. The church has to go out. As Jesus was sent from the Father, so now the church is sent into the world. Uh, to proclaim the good news now the idea of proclaiming the good news sometimes we think of as just what happens on religious ed once a week right. sometimes we think like okay uh, to proclaim the good news is just to teach you know the bible mm-hmm. uh, just to teach um, uh, facts about the religion class but instead actually a true uh, uh, education um, seeks to form the human person to be fully alive right, um, and to fully serve the communities he serves in so um, uh, uh, the document on Catholic schools from the second Vatican council lists these as the two ends, that the goal of education is to help a uh, human person pursue his ultimate end, namely become fully alive. Mm-hmm. And then second, to be able to serve the communities he lives in.
0: Right. It's not just about math. and reading. It's
2: not just about, uh, uh math and reading. It's about helping the individual become fully alive. So why do Catholic schools matter? Because they seek to form the whole person, mm-hmm. mind, body, and soul such that the person might become the saint of God they're called to be, and then bring that to the world Uh, that we believe as uh, Christians, we believe that as Catholics, that when we share the love of Christ, it transforms societies. Mm -hmm. And so by teaching kids, not only to fall in love with Jesus, but then to live it out in the world, we actually serve the countries we live in. We serve the communities that uh, we live in that we actually become leaven in the midst of the world. Uh, And so why do Catholic schools matter? Ultimately, they seek at forming the whole human person right? to be a saint of God and to be able to build up uh, the, uh, the communities we live in. right? Um, and so that's why Catholic schools matter. And I think they're the greatest tools of evangelization. So I'm a math guy. Right. I love numbers. Um,
0: <laughs> but you obviously love reading. Too. I You're also reading love all the reading. novels with the kids. <laughs> yep, yeah, right. Um,
2: and I, I love numbers. And so one of the numbers I was looking at is uh, just for parishes who have schools, just to be able to ponder what other ministry do we have uh, students coming to our buildings for 40 hours a week? I think about just some of the great conversations I had with kids at the Wednesday night uh, formation programs up in Aberdeen, but that was one hour a week. Mm -hmm. And if uh, they were altar servers, it was two hours a week that I had interactions with them. Mm -hmm. But with the Catholic school students, I have 40 hours a week that you really get to enter into the whole life of the child. You get to know, uh, their home life you get to know uh, their desires you get to know what they like what they dislike you get to see how they interact with friends and you get to bring Christ into all of that mm-hmm. and help them to love with the love of Jesus to help them to uh, fall in love with him to help them to discover truth in all its forms whether it's in science or math or religion or um, in athletics mm-hmm. you get to help them discover truth and rejoice in it in yeah. all its forms yeah
0: yeah so you had talked about um, up at in Aberdeen, mm-hmm. Roncalli, they started a I don't know, program or an mm-hmm. initiative to put art. Yes. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, so um, part of uh, uh, my role at Roncalli uh, was helping to promote uh, the Catholic identity of the school. And... Uh, there's a document called The Religious Dimensions of a Catholic School. I'm, I might be butchering that title. Uh, but it's a, it <laughs> something
0: in Latin. For here we go. Probably. The Religious
2: Dimension of Education in a Catholic School. Okay. There we go. It's a long, fancy it title. It
0: is. <laughs> um,
2: but in short, it talks about that the moment anyone walks into a school, whether they're a student, parent, whether they're Catholic, non-Catholic, whether they've heard of Jesus or not, the moment somebody walks into the school, they should see two things. That this is a place enlightened by faith and in which Jesus is the teacher. And so just to be able to, as soon as uh, anybody walks in, to see this. And so what we desired was to put artwork up in our schools that would serve as this contemplative um, journey Mm -hmm. uh, through the hallways. And so we uh, put it through the lens of discipleship and we put different areas or different mysteries of Christ's life up on the walls and using just uh, beautiful sacred art and then we put a little quote next to it mm-hmm. for the kids to be able to meditate or anybody walking by to be able to meditate on. Um, and the idea was that uh, rather than having uh, photos up on the wall of the students doing athletic things, which we still have, right? Mm-hmm. That's part of a school life. Right. We wanted to also create uh, a systematic meditation by which uh, kids can walk by and ponder the mysteries of God. Yeah, and not only that, these art pieces were historically important. So a lot of them are like pieces from Caravaggio, one of the yeah, greatest painters. Just
0: ask you what kind of pieces there are.
2: Yep, so they're great historical art pieces. So you learn a lot from history. So uh, the history teachers can take them in. Uh, they correspond to the mystery of Christ. So the religion teachers can take their kids and ponder them, and they're great art pieces. So the art teacher, um, and so there's a great photo if you go to the Roncalli Facebook page of the art teacher bringing out her class and they all sitting in front of this art piece okay. and they're just taking notes. Uh, she didn't explain what was going on. She just wanted them to take notes. Mm-hmm. And what an amazing like tool to teach art um, and then to also teach the kids to ponder art and to see what is it teaching me. And then ultimately, since it's tied to the faith, to help them to see the truth that's being communicated through this piece of art.
0: And they can even just sit and kind of listen for God to talk to them mm-hmm. at that moment if that's what's going to happen.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um, what are some of the pieces that are there? You mentioned one, is yep. that the one, the one you mentioned, is that the crucifixion, um,
2: which one is that? So Caravaggio. the, we have two Caravaggio pieces, the calling of Matthew oh, okay. and then the scourging of thorns. Um, mm-hmm. And so the calling of Matthew is to promote this sense of uh, Christ is calling me. And then the scourging of thorns is actually in the middle school hallway oh, wow. uh, to help students know because middle school is a difficult time yeah, uh, that my sufferings are united to Christ. Um, and then we also have uh, some art pieces from a Spanish, um, two Spanish artists. One is uh, Bartolome Esteban Murillo, um, nice. <laughs> a, a baptism by him. Then we have El Greco, which is a Greek guy that moved to Spain, and he's a great uh, connection of both the East and the West. His is the Nativity. Then we have two uh, uh, large art pieces uh, uh, from, well, oh, I'm going to. Um, I'm spacing on which artist. (laughs) Michelangelo. Okay. I think it was Mike. No, it was Raphael. Okay. It was Raphael. Sorry. One of the Ninja Turtles. Um, (laughs) This is how I remember them. (laughs) One of the Ninja Turtles. Um, And Raphael of uh, the School of Athens. So the idea of natural reason. Mm -hmm. And Plato and Aristotle are walking out of the photo. Mm -hmm. And then we have the sister piece to it, which is called the Disputation on the Eucharist, which is by Raphael, in which Plato and Aristotle are contemplating the Eucharist. And we have them on bookends of the school to help students to see that all of the natural stuff we're learning, Plato and Aristotle will walk with us all the way to contemplation of truth found in the Eucharist. Wow, um,
0: that's beautiful.
2: So those, I feel like I'm missing one, but those are the art yeah. pieces that we have um, up at the school.
0: Are you, you're working to do the same thing in Mormon? Um, no. Or is
2: that a
0: hope or? A-
2: um, I'm. It's definitely a hope, but I have been I have, I'm getting a tour on Wednesday over Gorman. You just so, got here, yep. right? <laughs> yep. So I'm just got here. And so my hope ultimately is just to come to know the school system, um, and just come to see how Christ is working in it, um, there. And if that part of it is to help, uh, uh bring art to the hallways, then that's my goal. Yeah.
0: Um, so of course you haven't spent, uh, much time yet in mm-hmm. the Sioux Falls school while you're up in Aberdeen, what kind of fruits did you see? Uh, a,
2: tons of fruit. So uh, we had about 25 women who uh, were a part of small groups Mm -hmm. and most of those would show up early to school to have small group discussions. Mm -hmm. We had 25 women who would come weekly to small groups. Uh, We saw eight uh, students join the church along with members of their family. And so I'm I'm guessing it would be close to 15 people come into the the faith um, just over the course of three years. Um, And there's still more a ton of uh ton more fruit that we just saw there's just this huge renovation of the spiritual life up there that's been happening it's just amazing to see uh everybody just wanting to give of themselves and right now even just a rejuvenation among the teachers just seeing a lot of the teachers uh, become excited about the possibilities um of what does it mean to teach a student mind body and soul yeah. and for them to see like oh look at what's uh what's the possibilities and so i was it was uh, tough leaving there because uh, just so many things were starting. And it was just so awesome to see.
0: Who'd you, who'd you leave it in the hands of?
2: Uh, we've got Father Jordan Sampson. So he's my yep. lookalike. Uh, yep, I, always, he is. I always remind him that a it's, a great, yeah, right? it's a great honor for him to look like me. I always tell him that. Um,
0: <laughs> and then he probably says, well, I got here first. <laughs> yep.
2: And then I was working with Father Schulte and Father McLaughlin already. Um, and then Father Shockert as well, who knows the school system uh, from his time as pastor there. And so just wonderful priests. And then, not only that, but we the school president uh, Tim Weiss is a wonderful president. Um, uh, Chris Euler, the campus minister, and then there's just a whole team um, that are up there that have been part of the renovation, the the renewing of uh, our Catholic school up there. It's just so awesome. To yeah, I've heard a lot of great things. About yeah. What's going on
0: out there. Um, we have just a couple minutes left. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention about Catholic schools
2: that I didn't yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to ask you one more question. Um, just in short, uh, one way that we can support Catholic schools, uh, is through financial support, uh, that I believe I'm firmly convicted that this is the greatest tool of evangelization in our time. Um, and if it's the greatest tool, then we want to put, uh, our greatest resources towards it. And so, uh, especially through scholarships, uh, the church desires everyone to be able to go to a Catholic school. Not just those who could afford it, but everyone. And so part of our work is to make that happen for our local community. That's There's a lot of people who want to go who just financially aren't able to.
0: Okay. We have about one or two minutes left. Mm -hmm. You and Father Klein are Mm -hmm. about, or maybe you are already, living in the Nazareth house? Yes. How's that going? Because this is a new thing. Okay. So this is going to be where the propedeutic men uh, stay, but also you and Father Klein?
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Just us two. For now? Okay. Yep. So there's an apartment uh, that the diocese owns that the men will be living in, and mm-hmm. we call it the Nazareth House. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is it's this intentional community seeking to form the human and spiritual aspects of these men so that they might become uh, the saints of God and ultimately the priests of God that they're called to be. Right. And so uh, we're forming a communal atmosphere. We're getting beds in there. We're... Uh, I- I think I bought a can opener today so just <laughs> Ooh, even little I details I
0: thought you were going to say a keg and yep. I was going to say father that's not right. the thing not i a expected keg. can but opener can opener yes yep.
2: <laughs> yeah um but it's this wonderful place of community so that intentional formation might happen um and so i'm really excited about it maybe it could be another catholic views podcast where i just oh, yes. explain the beauty of the propedeutic year and, yep um but yeah we're really excited for the Nazareth House right across the street from O'Gorman, yes. which is great. My daily commute will be pretty easy <laughs> uh, to go to Gorman.
0: We definitely want to have you come back. Um, we want to give you a, a year or so, get some mm-hmm. men in there, see how things are going, and then have you come back and talk about that. Because I think um, we want to know how it's going, mm-hmm. but I think it'd be good for the entire diocese to just understand what that's about mm-hmm. and to see the fruits of it. Absolutely. We're out of time.
2: This has been a great it, joy. It goes so fast, Yep. doesn't it? <laughs> Yep.
0: Thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope that the school year is goes fabulously well for you.
2: Well, thank you so much.
0: All right, if you haven't found us already on social media, you can find us at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and at Rumble at SF Diocese. You can also always listen to these shows on podcasts at Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcast. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic.